0: This ad free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello, and welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guests this week are Anna Rubinova and Adam Bozarth of the sketch comedy group Left Handed Radio. And now here we are reading a letter from a listener. Let's move on to our very last letter, uh, which is less charming and makes me sad. Uh, And Adam, if you would be so good as to read it for us.
1: Uh, Okay. Spent and stressed. My wife owns her own business and has for a few years now. She is incredibly talented and brilliant at what she does. And this is her dream. Her business had a hard 2020, as did many And she had to take on a few loans to stay afloat, including a substantial amount of money that we lent her business from our family emergency fund. Now she's having a hard time staying on top of debt repayments, and she has not been able to pay herself in 2021. She's also transferred even more of our personal savings to her business's account this spring, which we decided was okay because she didn't have any other options. I'm having a hard time figuring out how to best support her and get us through this time. I've always been the saver in the relationship, have a more traditional corporate job, and we'd both say that I'm better with money. I try to help her brainstorm ways to reduce her business's expenses, but she doesn't want to change the structure of her business or team. I'm incredibly stressed as I feel like the gatekeeper of our bank accounts. I don't know if I should continue to try to help my wife with business operations, take a hard stance that we, quote, won't be able to loan her any more money and she shouldn't try to start paying herself by a certain date or fully step back and let her learn these lessons herself. This is complicated by the fact that we can't go on too much longer with our current lifestyle without her bringing in income. I'm doing what I can to bring in a little extra money so that my wife doesn't have to give up on her dream. I hate that money is ruling our lives, and I don't know if I'm being a pushover by agreeing to continue to lend the business money or being too controlling by wanting it to stop.
0: I buried my face in my hands. So many times the first time I read this letter that I thought the second time I heard it read out loud, I would not do it again. I did. I Uh did. It's tough. I buried my head in my hands for the first time when I got to the line, which we decided was okay because we didn't have any other options. Uh, And then also, I try to help her brainstorm ways to reduce her expenses, but she doesn't want to change the structure of her business or team. Oh, well, if she doesn't want to, then by all means, just keep on going. I, letter writer, just to open with my own biases, uh, I, I do not think you are even within spitting distance of being controlling. I do think you are within spitting distance of being a pushover.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: I, boy, I, I think that it is a bit of a self-serving narrative because it is this person's perspective but I want to give the letter writer a uh, the credit that I, I think that they deserve for materially supporting their spouse and seeing what they do well, supporting it materially with money from you know their personal uh, savings. However, like that action does give the letter writer authority to say with this, Infusement of of this money, that means I have a little bit of a a control of what happens with it. You know, that that's only fair. I think it's only fair to be able to give that input and to get pushback to say, like, no, I'm not even going to consider changing anything, even in the Mm -hmm. face of this emergency is. It's a hard decision to make. I can understand that, but I think that that's where it has to be made is is that the letter writer has to stand firm and say, like, this is no longer just up to you because of the dire situation that we are now both in.
0: Yeah, I felt like Dreams was doing in this letter what Honesty was doing in the first, which is, it, it sort of, like, sidesteps the conversation that's actually necessary and just sort of ends it with like, well, this is my dream. Well, I'm just being honest. Like you can't argue with a dream. And I, I, you know, I don't think that the letter writer's wife's dream was to be behind on her debt payments, uh, to be constantly asking her wife to bail her out and to have absolutely no sense of when or how she will start turning a profit in the future. That's probably not part of the dream. So I think, you know, without being like unnecessarily harsh uh, with her wife, I think it's it's pretty important for our letter writer to say something like, I, I love that this is your dream. It's not my dream to go into debt with you. And uh, it is completely consistent with having a dream to come up with a financial plan for us as a couple and for your business. Um, and, you know, to that end letter writer, I think you certainly, you know, if you can convince your wife to come with you, that would be ideal. But certainly if you can't go by yourself to a certified financial planner. Um, and I, I think in this case you should go to someone who has received the formal certification. Um, I don't think this is about like going to like Susie Orman's blog or like trying to find like a robo planner or an app. Um, and I think you need to, you know, get a comprehensive financial plan. Like these are it can feel a little scary, I realize, to like talk about money, especially when you're starting from a position of like we're losing it. Um but these are real problems with numbers attached to them and real solutions. Like you might go in and find that it's scary to kind of learn the extent of your you know, debt burden right now, but you are also then going to be closer to figuring out how many months away are we from getting out of debt. Um, certainly I think to say we are done using our personal savings to finance your company that, that needs to happen now. You need to be able to say that. And if your wife says you're killing my dream, um, you know, you can love her to death and reject that premise. Like that is not true. It is, it is, if her dream requires constant infusions of your retirement savings in order to stay afloat, she's to get a better dream.
1: Or take some time off from the dream, too. Um, it is heartbreaking and financially devastating to have to maybe shutter a business, declare bankruptcy, all that sort of thing. Um, but that is something that you can bounce back with if you still have personal money. I don't know what kind of business it is from the letter, but if it's a online store that sells something and it has to close because it's not making any sense right now, then it it maybe has to close, but that doesn't mean the dream of that whatever brought them to that point has to die. It just means that like you have to you have to set yourself up better for the next shot.
0: It's funny because now I feel a little bit like the honest but mean boyfriend of the first letter, which is to say like, I kind of want this letter writer to get a little honest and not mean, but blunt. Like, I believe you letter writer when you say that your wife is incredibly talented. I'm sure that she is. And I know that you love her. Um, She is not in fact brilliant at what she does because part of what she does is she can't keep her business afloat. And when you say something like, how can you cut back on some of your expenses in order to minimize your debt burden? Her answer is no. That is not brilliant, you know
2: this is one of those questions where the pandemic really is front and center for me. So many businesses right now are struggling regardless of the competency of the owners um That is not to say that this particular letter writer well what i what I'm trying to say is this is hard, this is hard for everybody. this is hard from from all sides of it and I completely concur that a, a, a mediator, a third party, a professional is their best course of action because I think they're both doing their best. It sounds like they're both trying. And it, it sounds like I don't I don't you know. believe that the letter writer's wife is trying.
0: I, I do disagree on that front. I think she's hmm. trying to keep her business going. I think she wants to, but I don't think she's trying right now to meet her partner halfway and have an honest, if painful, conversation about how they will you know, plan for their own savings and their own financial needs. I think there she's either stonewalling or ignoring it, and so I do think she can and should try harder.
1: Yeah, I want. I wonder because, like, especially as Anna mentioned with the coronavirus, it's like
2: which the letter writer does acknowledge, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Is is that if there's been no restructuring at all, like that's. You got it. I mean, we, yeah. we do a, a sketch comedy podcast that we've had to restructure Every how we other do week. things. It's- I,
2: I, yeah. And, and what I was going to get to, maybe the niceties on my end were, were a waste of our, all of our times. But, um, <laughs> you know, whether or not anyone's doing their best is irrelevant. The, the, the point is that there does need to be a restructuring and there does need to be a professional, um, because they are not able to work it out between themselves. And if this is an optional dream too, which is like, there's certain the, you know, now it's not possibly the time for this dream. Like you could always revisit it in a couple of years. If this is a lifelong pursuit, you can wait a couple of years. If this is a, uh, of the moment opportunity that this person needs to seize, then it must be something that would be easier to succeed in right now. Right. Like if this is like, I need to sell my COVID masks right now, you don't understand this is my lifelong Mm -hmm. dream. And now is the time I can make my masks. I've been practicing for so many years that I, okay. Yeah. But probably not. Right.
1: They'd Um, be doing better.
2: They'd be doing better. So whatever it is, maybe um, it's just not the time for it. And there's always things to do in the interim. Um, learn some business management skills and uh, acquire some other skills that might help in the future. But there must be a way to do an exit or a pause and reassess and figure out what works best for this couple. Because if they don't, then the relationship fails. And that is probably going to hurt more than a failure on the business side of things.
0: I, I think that's so true. And I, I, I know I, I really appreciate what you had said earlier in part because I think it's, it's really important to bear in mind lots of businesses struggle, not because the CEO or the owner is bad at what they do, but simply because like life and markets and capitalism are difficult. So I, I'm glad that you were bringing that back to the forefront um, and I think it's, it's not that the letter writer's wife has been unable to like bring in a ton of money the last year and a half that makes me think like, oh, that's lousy. That's totally understandable. It's the, we've got to keep borrowing money. We've got to keep funneling more money in. I will not talk to you about what my backup or contingency plans are. I'm not willing to consider alternate strategies. Cause you know, this, this thing here of like, as, as Adam, you had pointed out earlier, honesty, that's only ever in the service of, Cruelty or harshness is not actual honesty. In much of the way here, I think, you know, nobody has one only dream. Like there's no one dream that either you get to fulfill and you then have a good life or you fail to fulfill and then everything was a waste. People yeah. have new dreams all the time. Dreams change, dreams take shape. I- I'm sure one of your dreams as a couple is, you know, to have a general sense, if not constant financial stability, at least what our plan is as a team. Um, and, and that's gotta be at least as important as being able to run your own business. So you are not, I think if you were to say to your wife, we can't keep lending your business money. I know you haven't wanted to talk about other backup plans, but the time has come. Um, we need to have this conversation with a, a certified, uh, financial planner, as well as just between the two of us. Um, that's not you saying, fuck your dream, give up on it. Uh, commit yourself to a lifetime of just like joyless drudgery. You know, people get day jobs out of necessity all the time. It happens. People scale back on projects all the time. It happens. She might get another chance to pursue it in another form again in the future. Um, You may find that there are ways to, you know, keep it going for another six months or a year and and see if you can recoup any of your losses. Like all of those are Mm -hmm. possibilities. This isn't about like get rid of your stupid dream. It's we need to be able to talk about reality, not just your dream. Like, I know it's your dream. I know you want to try to keep it. I want to try to help you if I can. But the other things that need to come first are we don't lend you any more money. And then what's your backup strategy? You know, I think there was a a time that I was in a romantic relationship with somebody who was in like difficult financial straits, mostly because, again, like their life was difficult and complicated. And, you know, I lent them money. And at one point, like, it was clear that they're decision to leave a full-time job in order to pursue like freelance work was really stressful for them and resulted in a lot of like difficult moments of panic and needing to borrow money on short notice um, that was difficult for them as well as for me and i had said at that point do you have a sense of like when things might get difficult enough that you would consider getting a day job again and they had just said like pretty casually oh no i would kill myself first And I had this moment of just terror of like, oh, no, I thought we were on the same page of like, this is important and you're trying it, but you have a sense of when you will try something else. And now I'm learning that your strategy is just like, it's this or nothing, which makes me feel like, oh, boy, now my job just went from trying to like help you out when I could to keeping you alive. Um, And not that that is what the letter writer's uh, wife here is doing, but I think It can be really challenging when you think, okay, we both know that there's like an exit strategy here if there has to be. And somebody else is like, no, there's no exit. It's just this. Um, And you're not hurting somebody or trying to like ruin their dream. If you say like, we need to have a backup.
2: The challenge of having a dream that you feel confident enough to pursue is being able to zoom in and zoom out. Yeah. constantly and go like okay i'm in it i'm doing it i'm <laughs> focused zoom out how am i doing right all right That's zoom beautiful. back in i'm doing it
1: <laughs> i i also, also gonna say like be, in that in that sense of zooming in and zooming out like zoom in and go like what is the dream is the dream to be a millionaire uh, because your business did so well or is the dream to you know make the thing that you sell or is it it, what is it or is At a it a loss even yeah like what is it that you actually want to be and if the person wants to be an entrepreneur then it's like you're still an entrepreneur but like the the circumstances that are so beyond your control have led to this enterprise failing and we can't we can't keep it up but you know like if the dream is like i want to you know cuz we have i mean dreams change dreams evolve mm-hmm. sometimes dreams <laughs> you know to be a little honest here dreams get crushed and it's not because you're you you you're a failure or because of anything like that it's just that the nature of things is sometimes a dream will get stopped dead in its tracks by something as global as a, a pandemic or as small as a uh, self-confidence going away and mm-hmm. you need to rebuild and this is a challenge that the letter writer's spouse has to go through, I think. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you go like, look, your dream's crushed. It's over. (laughs) Uh, Start, you know, uh, liquidating all these assets because we, we need to keep the house, but there has to be a wake up call. And I've certainly had those in between, with us like, I mean we're,
2: we're having it, it right now like even last yeah. night we were we were talking about like you know what's the next step can we take a break we, we're yeah. you know we we've been going first of all for 11 years with breaks but then this last you know reinvigoration of our show and us as a as a duo has been a full year right mm-hmm. and without it without any pause and um it's easy to do that when you're not allowed to leave your apartment because you're a responsible person um but it's hard when you look back on it and go honestly you know why am i doing this is it for fame and fortune uncheck <laughs> is it <laughs> opposite it, check opposite check a <laughs> uh, cross out scribble scribble is it for uh for fun question mark, because it's hard. It's hard work, right? So sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's hard. So what is it the thing that keeps us going as a team? Um, because we do consider ourselves as a sort of a business, right? Because our our financial stability um, really rides on the premise that eventually, you know, we'll sell a TV show or mm-hmm. people will find our podcast and ads will just come on it, you know. So what, what is it really? And for me, it's been self-improvement. Mm-hmm. The thing, the, the, the flame that keeps me going has been getting better at the thing that I like doing, which is not necessarily Adam's motivation, right? This is my internal, and you could speak to that, obviously. Sure. The, that is my internal thing that, that keeps the wheels spinning. Um Am I topping myself, and that could be also very dangerous, because if I do a thing that I am not, uh, you know, one hundred and ten percent proud of, and I'm having a bad day, I can, I, I can ruin a lot of, <laughs> you know, it, like, it, it, like internal work that I've been doing, and so, and extra external relationships, right? So it's, um, it's hard to keep your eye on the ball when, you know, the dream is so ambiguous. You have to, you have to see now I'm losing my thread. Like I was going pretty hard. I was doing a great job. And now I I don't even know what my point is.
0: Yeah. No, that was beautiful. I'm so grateful that you shared some of that. I I think partly because I I felt like I was being really harsh on the letter writer's wife when what I really care about is this idea of dreams adapt and they change all the time. That is a good and a necessary thing. Um, And and what the letter writer wants from her wife is this sense of not this is the only version of my dream that will ever exist. And anything short of that is like a compromise with death, but a sense of what are, you know, if it's not making money in six months, what are the changes that we will make so that our dream can include paying our own bills, setting aside money for retirement and any possible right. like medical crises that may come up for us and taking care of each other. Those are good yeah. and important and necessary dreams and none of it means, you know, she has to shutter her business, never even think about the subject, never discuss that industry again, like expunge all thoughts from her mind. Like caring right. deeply about something is not the same thing as I will always be able to own my own successful business in this field. It it's necessary to be able to deal in reality and to be able to think about when will I take not now for an answer. Thanks for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you get a minute. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations and interview questions with our guests. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you need some little advice or big advice and you'd like me to read your letter on the show, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood Little Mood listener question form or find a link in the description of the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening.